You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, take your seats. I said take your seats. Class, sit. I swear you're all acting like a bunch of animals. Pet Life Radio presents Teacher's Pet, where you'll learn how to understand and communicate with your pet and train them to be the best pet they can be. It's time to see the world from your pet's point of view. So give a tail-wagging welcome to your Teacher's Pet host on PetLifeRadio.com. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Hi, welcome to Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Silvana, your host and Director of Training and Behavior at St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center in Madison, New Jersey. I'd like to welcome our very special guest this week, Nicole Wild. Nicole is a certified professional dog trainer residing in Southern California. Nicole has written numerous books on a variety of topics, not only on canine behavior, but for new trainers in the field. Nicole has worked with all types of canines, both domestic and exotic, specializing in wolves and wolf hybrids as a trainer and rescuer for over 20 years. She's also worked with the LA City Shelters and was the executive director for a rescue center for wolves, wolf dogs, and pit bulls. So today we're going to be talking to Nicole about her experience living with and training wolf dogs also known as wolf hybrids. Sometimes you hear them referred to as wolf dogs. Other times you hear them referred to as wolf hybrids. Monty Sloan, a wolf behavior specialist living in, working in Wolf Park in Indiana, which I was lucky to go to. I have to say it's a great place if you're looking to learn more about wolves and wolf hybrids. He feels that Nicole's book, Living with Wolf Dogs, is one of the best books ever written on the subject of wolf dog care, training, and socialization. So if you're interested Interested in the topic? Don't go away. We're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host Pia Silvani teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Silvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.
Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's Pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back. This is Pia Savani, host of Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. I'd like to welcome today's special guest, Nicole Wild, who will be talking to us today about living and training wolf dogs. Thanks for joining us, Nicole. How are you? Hi, Pia. I'm great. How are you? Good. So I, I hear that you have a little bit of a jet lag. You were on the East Coast. <laughs> well, as you know, I travel around and I teach seminars. And yes, I just got back from Atlanta, which was wonderful. Somehow I got in, my luggage decided it would like to go sightseeing and took a different flight. So <laughs> yeah. a little later than expected. <laughs> the joys of traveling, especially on business. Oh, yes. <laughs> I really, I think this is a great topic to talk about, and not many people can really talk about it firsthand, so thank you so much for joining us. The first question I'd like to ask you, and this is something that I've been interested in as well, and I've heard many people say it who own a wolf dog or wolf hybrid, they say um, their dog is 50% dog and 50% wolf, and is there really a way to know, and and if so, how? Well, if you did have a wolf, a pure wolf, and a pure dog who mated with each other, which is entirely possible, you would have a litter of what is technically 50%, right? Half wolf and half dog. But the problem with that is that just like with dogs, there's always a split in the litter. So yes, you could say they're 50%, but you're going to have some who look and act wolfier and some who look and act doggier. So genotypically, yes, it's 50%, but it's not an exact science. You know, you, you can't take nature and say, look, it's going to be exactly like this and turn out this way. Um, you know, people who have wolf dogs get very invested in what percentage wolf it is because they right. think that that gives it more prestige sometimes. And, you know, oh, my, my wolf dog is 89.5%. You know, I mean, there's different factors. There's also what generation the animal is. You know, we, we refer to F1, F2. And all that means is simply that if you have an F1, one of the parents of that animal, of that wolf dog, is a pure wolf. If it's an F2, one of the grandparents was a pure wolf. So all that said, really... If you've been doing this a long time, what you tend to do is categorize wolf dogs as low content, mid content, or high content, because it's not an exact science. Oh, good. Very interesting. So what's the most important consideration people should know before uh, rescuing or purchasing a wolf dog? And what are the legalities, if any, involved? Well, there's many, many things people should know, and I know we're going to go over those things today, but... First of all, a wolf dog is not a dog. You know, people have sometimes a sort of romanticized idea. You know, we all love wolves. Oh, wolves are beautiful. Some people consider a wolf their spiritual totem. Uh, You know, who wouldn't want to have this gorgeous, exotic piece of the wild living with them? But they're not dogs. And you can certainly socialize even pure wolves. And as you mentioned before, Wolf Park does a fabulous job of doing that. But you can't really domesticate them. You know, at the Mm. end of the day, they're still a wild animal. So I would say, you know, low contents are going to act and look fairly doggy-like. When you move into your mid and especially your higher contents, you cannot expect them to act like a dog. 
Mm, and know that yeah. your life will change. <laughs> right. If you get a wolf dog, say goodbye to your vacation. You know, you know me, Pia. I have not, you know, I lived with um, oh, a pure wolf, a three-quarter wolf, and a female who was probably a low to mid-content for the last 10 years. And unfortunately, they were all old at the same time and, and passed away last year. Uh, but they were with me for 10 years because I did, as you said, used to run a rescue center. And mm-hmm. through a series of unfortunate events, they ended up coming here to live with me. And they were my kids and I loved them. But they were certainly not dogs. And I can tell you that I never went away with my husband on vacation during that time because you know what? There's not a whole lot of people who want to go into the enclosure with a bucket of chicken right. and throw it to the wolves. Right, exactly. So you talked a little bit about socialization, and I have heard that it is difficult to socialize them, and they could be a, a little bit skittish with new people and dogs. So is, is that true? Yeah, it is. You know, and all of these things that we're talking about, I just want to clarify that the higher the wolf content you know, if it's a really high content versus mm-hmm. a low content doggy one, the more these things will apply. Wolves, by their nature, are skittish and they're afraid of people and good for them. They should be. But when you have this animal in your home, you're now taking an animal which is predisposed to be genetically on the skittish side and expecting him to live in our human society. And so just like with a dog who's genetically fearful, you may have a rough road. And mm. you are going to have to really pay attention to socialization. Right, as right. Well as some of the fear issues that the dog may have growing up. Yeah. So can these hybrids get along with other dogs in your house? And for example, I can see people saying, I'd like to take this animal to the dog park with a pack of adolescent dogs. What would Ooh. your recommendation <laughs> be with that? <laughs> I shudder at the thought of a pack of adolescent dogs. There's <laughs> way more than the wolves. <laughs> right. <laughs> No, you know, I I have actually, you know, I've spent a fair amount of my own life at the dog park over the years with my own doggy dogs, not the wolf. That would not go well. But, you know, I've seen sort of the lower content hybrids at the dog park sometimes and even some of the higher contents. The thing is, it depends is really the realistic answer. There are wolf dogs who get along fine with other dogs. There are also wolf dogs who have a super high prey drive. And unfortunately, that doesn't work out well for the small dogs that are running and yelping. So, you know, it really just depends on the animal. Right, right. You mentioned predatory behavior, and I've read that a lot of the hybrids can be very predatory and also that they probably are not going to be very good with children. What's your opinion on that? Well, as a trainer, you know, I go into homes where it seems like there's a problem just having a regular dog with children. And, you know, kids can be unpredictable as well. It's not just the wolf dog. Right. So when you take an animal like a wolf dog, which can have a high prey drive, and you've got a kid who's, you know, running and screaming, and, and, you know, you have mouthy behaviors also, where, you know, we talk about dogs nipping, and a lot of adoption agencies won't even adopt out a regular dog to a home with kids who are under six years of age. Now you think about putting a wolf dog in that home, and you've got an animal with a high prey drive and an animal who can be kind of pushy, you know, and is not necessarily as tractable as a regular dog. And it's kind of a recipe for disaster. I'm not mm. saying that it can't ever happen, but I'm saying that across the board, if you have young children or you have small dogs, I, w- I would advise against getting a wolf hybrid. 
That's good. That's good. How about training? Um, is there any difference in training a wolf dog versus a regular domesticated dog? Yeah, there are. You know, I would say there's a few differences. For one thing, wolf dogs are incredibly smart. Don't get me wrong. They are definitely trainable. And even, you know, at Wolf Park with the pure wolves, as you know, Pia, they've trained them to do things like jump through hoops and they've mm-hmm. trained them to do things like even, you know, just sit there so they can have their blood taken and so forth. All of those things started at a very young age, of course. But it's an interesting thing with wolf dogs because they are so smart. That can be a problem, just like Mm -hmm. with really intelligent dogs. I'll give you an example. When I was over at the rescue center that I worked with for many years, one day um, we had had a shortage on enclosures and we had to take in some new hybrids. And so uh, my rescue partner had this barn and we had set up one of the stalls and we had put one of them in there. And when we came, and of course everything was very well padlocked and, you know, good containment so they couldn't get out. When we came in and we started unlocking the padlock and moving this chain from around the way we had it set up, that wolf dog was looking and watching in a way that was totally uncharacteristic for a dog. A dog might look at it and kind of go, okay, great, I'm going out, I'm going out, you know. That wolf right. dog kind of like had, had the squinty head turned sideways, you know, assessing exactly what we were doing. And you know darn well that that animal would have known how to do it the next time. Right, right. <laughs> so the problem-solving aspects can be a little tricky, you know, management and things like that. Also with training, you know, with regular dogs, it's very important to train them with positive, gentle methods. I would say that that actually is incredibly important with wolf dogs. You know, dogs can be a lot more forgiving. Yes. And you try something like the alpha roll, you know, any of those things with a wolf hybrid, and you're going to get a very fast education on why those methods are not a good idea. Right, right. (laughs) You know, you can also, even if you got away with it, you can also really do psychological damage to the animal because these are really sensitive animals. And as you mentioned Mm -hmm. before, they can be really fearful. So you would never want to do any kind of heavy-handed training with a wolf dog especially. Yeah, that's a good point because, I mean, you know that as well. When we work with these highly intelligent domestic dogs um, that are so smart, they tend to be so much more sensitive also. That's what I find because their brain, they're always figuring things out and they're working. They're great problem solvers. Another thing that that I have read and that I've heard people talk about is that these animals cannot be confined. You know, for example, they don't try, ever try using a crate or an X-Pen with them because they get become very stressed. So is that a valid statement? And if so, what would you suggest? Well, an X-Pen is kind of laughable for a wolf hybrid because they'd be <laughs> up and out in no time. Um, you know, they can be crate trained. There's no reason that they can't be crate trained. Obviously, if they're trained from a young age to accept it, it's better. And I'm not suggesting something like crating them for hours on end. We're just talking about management and potty training and so forth. But the major issue that comes up with containment for them is that they are difficult to contain. They're extremely athletic. They can go over a six-foot fence like it's absolutely nothing. If you ever see a mm-hmm. wolf or a wolf hybrid jump, you would swear they had springs in their feet. I will tell mm-hmm. you, for example, the three that were with me for 10 years, we have a little bit of property bought specifically so that I could house these animals so that they didn't have to be euthanized. This is how I buy my houses, you know. Um, right. <laughs> I'm a very understanding husband. But we, we bought a property that had horse stalls, and we converted it to a, a large enclosure. And it has chain link rolled out under the entire thing. And this thing is maybe like 30 by 70. It's not small. Mm-hmm. 
and it's got chain link buried under the whole thing with dirt and pea gravel over it. It also has uh, a top on it with hot wire around the top just in case. It also then has a perimeter fence around the entire thing with padlocks. Now, that may sound excessive, but I am telling you, if you are really going to have, you know, especially the higher content wolf dogs, they're not going to end up living in the house in most cases. I'm not saying they can't. I do know people who have raised them from very young pups and who have done fabulously well with them. But in the majority of cases, the super high content wolf dogs that are, you know, the very wolfy ones, they end up getting banished to an enclosure outside. And that's if they're lucky. Okay. I don't think there's an awful lot of people whose wolf dogs have gone over their fence and ended up in animal control, which is a problem because, you know, they're not legal all over the place. And in many, many states, they are absolutely illegal to own. Right. So if they're illegal, we could probably say that the shelters are going to put them to sleep, correct? In many cases, they will. Yeah, unfortunately. Okay. Or if the animal's lucky, if if they can find a rescue center that's willing to take them, you know, which is what we used to do, then they'll right. go there, but they won't be adopted back out. Okay. Before we go to break, just one more question. Are there any particular behavior problems that you see more in these dogs um, than the domesticated dog? Um, I would say as far as just their sheer energy and athleticism and, you know, the energy that's kind of behind everything they do. Malviness can be a real nightmare. You know, you have a Congress mm-hmm. spaniel puppy and it's nipping at you, it's one thing, but you have like a big honking adult wolf hybrid, <laughs> you know, right. just, you know, or even just an adolescent, you know, who's not necessarily aggressive, but they're just mouthy and they haven't been trained any better or differently. And you know what, that, that's a big problem. They have some big teeth on them. So I would say that, jumping up, absolutely. They can knock down a small child extremely easily. Um, Mm -hmm. And pulling on leash, because you know what? A lot of times wolf dogs are a mix of wolf and Malamute, or wolf and Siberian Husky. And those Mm. breeds are, you know, pulling breeds. They're they're sled dogs. So not surprisingly, we get a lot of leash work problems. Good point. Great, great, great point. Good. Nicole, don't go away. Um, And our audience, please don't go away. We're going to get back to talk to Nicole, but we're going to take a short break to hear from our sponsors. Okay, class, grab your tuna flakes, biscuits, and bones. Teacher's pet will be back in two shakes of a tail right after recess. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. No, it's true. I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's fine. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. 
Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in paparazzi, candid pictures of you and your pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, this is the place for a special paparazzi treat. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets on Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Okay, class, hang up your collars and leashes. Teacher's pet is back in session. Now park yourselves on the floor. I said park, not bark. Okay, Teacher's Pet. Pay attention. There may be a quiz later. Welcome back, Teacher's Pet on Pet Life Radio. This is Pia Sylvan, your host, and joining us today is Nicole Wild, a certified professional dog trainer, talking to us about owning and training wolf dogs. So, Nicole, um, let's talk a little bit about the chapter in your book called The Home Alone Wolf Dog. Um, I've also heard and read that they might not be good kept in total isolation. Can you just talk a little bit about, do you have to be home with them all the time? Um, you know, can people have a job where these dogs can be left at home and not destroy the house? <laughs> well, there's another, it really depends on the dog. You know, wolf dogs in general are very, very social animals. They, you know, which is why I had three here and not one. You can leave a wolf dog alone in the house what state your house will be in when you come back really, really depends on the animal. If you have an animal who is bored and becomes destructive, the thing with a wolf dog is that it's not going to be like, okay, your pair of shoes is chewed. It can be things like the dog has torn up the linoleum. The dog has eaten mm-hmm. through the drywall. There is now a hole you can see through your couch, you know? So the potential right. for destruction is actually a lot bigger just simply because they're strong, powerful animals. As far as other things that are specific to wolf dogs, we have the howling issue. You know, a lot of dogs will bark incessantly if they're left by themselves. Wolf dogs tend to howl, and they have a really loud, piercing howl. And so your neighbors may not love that either, especially at 4 a.m. Again, I I don't mean to give the impression that, oh, my God, wolf dogs are terrible. Stay away from wolf dogs. You know, it's not that. I mean, I love them, of course. You know, I wouldn't be working with them for so many years. But my whole goal is I want to prevent people from making the mistake of getting this animal and feeling that it's going to be just like a dog and, hey, maybe you and your husband work full-time and you think that this dog is going to stay home by itself all day and there's not going to be a problem. 
even a regular dog, you know, you leave it out in the yard, right. or you leave it in the house, and you come home, and, and you know, there's, it's like the interior landscape has changed, you know, quite a bit. I think that you're doing a great job talking about it because we have to be realistic about it. You know, we don't want to encourage people to run out and think, yes, let's go get a wolf dog because it's cool, quote unquote. Exactly, exactly. And having been on the rescue end of it for so many years, I know that there's not an awful lot of options for those animals should the people get them. And this is what normally happens. They get the dog as a puppy. And, of course, it's cute. You could have a mountain lion as a, as a kid or whatever right. you call it, a young mountain lion, and, and that would be fine. But they grow up, and guess what? They act like what they are. And mm. I would say that most of the ones who came into the rescue center were given up sort of during adolescence. Maybe I would say between 10 months and a year and a half was that age where most people gave them up. And, you know, they were lucky that we were able to take them in because most rescue centers are perpetually full. Right, right. can't go to a rescue center, really, there's not too many options. How about health issues and vaccinations? The only issue, really, is that because of legalities, a lot of veterinarians absolutely refuse to vaccinate wolf hybrids. You know, there's really a political issue more than a health issue, saying that, oh, the rabies vaccine is not going to be effective on a wolf dog, which is ridiculous. Of course it is, just like it is on a dog. So, you know, the legalities of it may be challenging for some people, and what a lot of wolf dog owners do is when they bring the dog in, assuming it doesn't look like a pure wolf, they, they will just say husky mix, you know, malamute mix, mm-hmm. or, or whatever it is, so that, number one, there's no paper trail because of legalities, and number two, the veterinarian feels that they can treat the animal. Another okay. thing with wolf hybrids has to do with anesthesia. Now, I have not read hard studies on this, but having spoken to so many people over the years with wolf dogs, I have seen anecdotal evidence that some wolf hybrids can be very uh, sensitive to anesthesia and also to Mm. different medications, and it can affect them differently than it does a lot of dogs. So there's always just, you know, have caution about that and really talk to your uh, vet. And if you don't want to say, hey, it's a wolf hybrid, say at least my dog can be very sensitive to different meds. That's very important. I know they were trying to do a little research on the New Guinea singing dogs also, that they could have some sensitivity to anesthesia as well. So that's a great point that you brought up. Do they exhibit aggressive behaviors more than the average dog, would you say? Or again, it depends on how they're raised. Well, as we know, most aggression in dogs is actually fear-based, right? So you have an animal that you're starting out with who has really strong inclinations towards fear-based behaviors. And so I don't think that a wolf dog is any more likely than another dog to just go and attack for no reason. But if you are putting the dog in a situation where it feels that it has to defend itself because it's afraid, then you are going to get fear-based reactive behavior, which most people would call aggression. You know, I will tell you that in my own career as, as a uh, behavior specialist with dogs, I'm very careful and I'm very gentle. And one of the only dogs who ever bit me over all these years was a wolf hybrid, ironically. These people had brought this beautiful, large wolf hybrid. I, I have to tell you, they used to drive, this is back when I taught group classes, and they used to drive three hours each way, every Saturday to come to this group. And I, it was wow. like, you know what, nobody else would work with their wolf dog, and I felt bad. So they brought him, and he was great, you know, and they were very dedicated owners. I tried to fit him with a gentle leader head halter one day. And I'm very careful when I do those things, because even a normal dog, you know, can take exception mm-hmm. to putting something around their muzzle, the loop that goes over the muzzle. And this dog actually bit me. <laughs> and here's the thing. 
Wolf dogs have lightning fast reflexes. I mean, a dog has a fast reflex. If a dog wants to bite you, you know, we always say, oh, you know what, and I pulled my hand away just in time. Well, right. I know that, you know, if the dog wanted to bite the person, they would have bit. Wolf hybrid, life fast. <laughs> you do have to be a little bit careful. And that's why you have to really go out of your way when they're puppies to socialize them and get them used to being handled in lots of different ways. I mean, can you imagine at Wolf Park if they didn't do all those things with the wolves when they were young? They would never oh, be able to do any kind of husbandry work with them. And it's interesting because my trip to Wolf Park really taught me a lot. And I think that's really when I started working more with aggressive dogs and handling them very differently. It's just, it's respect for the animal and reading the animal. And it's, I would assume that that's critical. If you're not, don't have the education to read body language and don't understand canine body language, probably wolf dog is not the kind of dog that one should get, correct? Yes, I absolutely agree with everything you just said. And that's another really great point that you brought up, thank you, is that if you have not had a dog before, a wolf dog should not be your first dog. Because really, if you're, you've never been around dogs, you've got a learning curve with you know, just canine body language and, and what does it mean when my dog does this? And if I react this way, what's the dog going to do? You don't want to test those things out on a wolf dog. You know, if you're really thinking about it, you better be an experienced dog owner and not just with soft, easy breeds either. Exactly, exactly. So, unfortunately, I could talk about this for another <laughs> half hour, but we don't have time. But to finish up, um, go over a few of the myths that you've heard and that you don't believe in. And you, we've probably heard many of them. You know, oh, uh, for example, <laughs> the you know, they, they're, they're definitely going to go out and kill children. You know, I've heard that, too. Yeah, I know. Well, no, they're not. And, and there are plenty of wolf dogs who live in homes with kids. You know, as I said, it wouldn't be my first choice if you have a young child to get a wolf dog. But no, they're not like child killers, you know. Really, in the news, when you hear about a wolf hybrid um, hurting a child, it's more often than not, it is because the dog was chained out in the backyard, just like with a regular dog, and some child wandered into its territory. So no, they're not naturally child killers. There is the predatory aspect, which we have talked about. And you might have heard about the wolf dog in the news recently, who actually took an infant out of its crib and you know grabbed it by the head and sort of walked outside with it. Fortunately, the child lived, but it you know, wasn't right. a good situation. So there's yeah, that. that. You know, there's things like, oh, if you feed them meat, they're going to become these bloodthirsty beasts. <laughs> there's right. a level of things that I hear, you know. No, they're not. And in fact, raw feeding is actually really good for them. My guys were on raw food. They had like raw chicken backs and all sorts of really gross stuff that was good for them. But yeah, there's all kinds of, oh, and, and they're good watchdogs. That's another one that's really popular. Yeah, they'll watch. They'll watch from under your bed as somebody takes your stereo out the door, you know. Right. <laughs> they're really good at that kind of thing. <laughs> but do not expect them to defend your house. In fact, I'll just tell you quickly, we have, I live out in a desert area, and we have rattlesnakes. And one day, mm-hmm. I was in the pen with my three wolfies. And just, you know, hanging out with them. And a snake started coming into the pen. Now, I couldn't see the back end of the snake because we have wood also attached to the chain link just so that snakes can't come in. Somehow this one found a way. And it's coming in and it's coming in. And I'm waiting to see the rattle because I'm not an expert on them. And this, this thing is like six feet long. And as I'm waiting, I'm standing in front of my wolves going, get back, get back. <laughs> they're all postured <laughs> against the wall going, help us, we're not going to do anything. <laughs> you know, right. so, you know and I had one of those moments where you go, what am I doing? <laughs> it was just funny. So yeah, oh. they're definitely not watchdogs. You'll be watching out for them more than anything else. 
I'm sure. I'm sure. Unfortunately, we're out of time, Nicole. But um, just so you know, everyone, we haven't finished our discussion with Nicole. In two weeks, Nicole will be back talking to us about shy and fearful dogs. So and don't forget to continue to listen. So thank you again, Nicole. If someone's interested in purchasing your, I know you have two books on, on the topic, where should they go? Yes, uh, both Living with Wolf Dogs and Wolf Dogs A to Z Behavior Training and More are available through Phantom Publishing, which is www.phantompub.com. Terrific. Wonderful. Thanks again for joining us. A special thanks to our producers for making the show happen. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or ideas for new shows, please email me at pia at petliferadio.com. So, until next time, this is Pia signing off. Thank you, Nicole, and thank you for your interest in Pet Life Radio. Hope you keep listening. Bye. Schools in session on Pet Life Radio with Teacher's Pet. Learn how to communicate with your pet, train your pet, and see the world from your pet's point of view. You may even learn a few tricks yourself. Teacher's Pet, only on PetLifeRadio.com.